GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the test in major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now. Welcome to the Games World Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me remotely in the virtual GameZilla Media Studios, my audio producer, the Dead Eye Knight, and my video producer, Player One Miggy. And I always do this. I always point up because he's above me in the Discord call, and then I point down. But really, it's like this way, I think, and like that way. And I, I, anyways, welcome, guys. How's it going? I'm just real thankful that despite the fact that we're in a virtual studio, that I don't have to wear a PlayStation VR headset because I'd be blind and vomiting. Oh, well, that's that's coming. The video guy is working on that. I'm, I'm, get, yeah. get ready. Get ready, folks, because I'm going to turn us into a VR podcast. That's right. That's right. We're all going to be we're all going to be virtual waifus with the same with the same sexy, deep voices. So that's don't coming. Worry. That's coming. Don't worry. We updated the PlayStation VR lenses to loaves of bread. So the so the the resolution's much higher. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And importantly, taste better when buttered. You know, that's important to me. <laughs> right, right. Mm. Very important to Butter Boy. Alright, <laughs> welcome to episode 328 of the Games Little Podcast, your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And this episode is brought to you by our patrons. That's right. Thank you so much to all of our supporters at patreon.com slash gamesillamedia. That is your destination for supporting your favorite group of podcasters. Of course, us here on the Gamesilla Podcast and all the other great shows on the Gamesilla Media Network, including the Legend of Retro, Noiseland Arcade, Last Action Podcast, and Noobs and Dragons. Each one of those shows provides for you a bonus show once a month at the $5 patronage level. Uh, that's the only place you can listen to it. You have to be a patron to enjoy that. Of course, here on the Games Love Podcast, you probably know we do Muster Bust, where we break down the upcoming month's releases in gamings and which ones we think are worth your money and which ones are not. And uh, damn, it's already late September, so we're already looking at, uh, you know, about two weeks away from another another Muster Bust. So now is the time to start your patronage and get ready for that. And there is also patronage available at the $1 level, and that will give you a few little perks as well. So make sure you head on over patreon.com slash games of the media and start supporting us today. Absolutely. And uh, shout out to our live viewers here on twitch.tv slash games of the media, where we hang out every Monday night, 730 p.m. and do the show live. Um, they say they want minor gaming news, mobile gaming news, virtual boy gaming news. You can get all of that by just suggesting it in the Patreon uh, chat, just on Patreon. If you're a patron, start calling for that stuff because Dead Eye will make it all. He likes Let making horrible content. Hey, hey, hey. The, the ridiculous, <laughs> the ridiculous is the hottest show at the one dollar level available for our patrons. And you shout out, you shout out a subject, and maybe I'll cover it. I'm not gonna lie, I'm uh, our man Ecto, who's a patron. He was like, do something spooky for October. Okay, well, I'm, I'm working on it. I got a collaboration going with the glitch right now. Working on it. We're gonna have some stuff. So if there's something you want me to talk about. I'll find the time. I'll make it happen. And uh, if you. 
is I agree with Johnny Raya. Deadeye is horrible content, so whatever he makes is horrible content. But if you want virtual virtual gaming news or virtual boy gaming news, Deadeye's going to make it happen. Yeah, I'll, let him borrow, I'll let him borrow my virtual boy if I have to. And I have if a virtual you, boy now. And if you want mobile summer. gaming news. I'll let you borrow my games because you probably only have golf. Uh, I have tennis <laughs> and Wario Land. Oh, you so, do have one good game. All right. So I have I have one you bad have game, one game. good game. Yeah, the best game, probably. <laughs> yeah, All right. Right. definitely the best. <laughs> um, huge shout out to Todd is our latest patron. So thank you, Todd, for joining Patreon and supporting uh, the network. We really appreciate it. Um, all right, so with that, we have a lot of news here. I know we were joking earlier on, but uh, it's a big day. So here's what's happening in the world of gaming. Here's the news. Because I recently heard that Miggy <laughs> is quite the crooner, this week I defer my bad news jingle to Miggy. Yes. Here's the news. News. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I, I set actually, you up to entertain I, the people. I actually, and that's the swerve you gave. Them? I actually had, I, I actually had a jingle in my head that I stole from a <laughs> from Jets. <laughs> I was gonna write it, but I, I got stage right. I got stage right. I got stage okay, right. Okay, let's try it one more time. You ready? Uh, you ready? Okay. Just relax. Roll the shoulders a little bit. Roll the shoulders for me. Yeah. I'm not seeing you. There you go. Roll them. Yep. Doing All right. Two. Here we go. Usa and here's the news. Life is short. Watch better content. Here's the news. Are you? Are you? There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it. We need that to be a sound drop. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> All right. Topic number one, guys. We have um, big news that dropped today. Um, I don't think I don't think we any of us saw this coming exactly, but Microsoft went out and bought Zenimax and uh, in in turn basically bought all of Bethesda. Flex on them. Yeah, you know they were like, you know, guys, we have this seven point five billion dollars that we don't know what to do with. Let's just go buy something. <laughs> Who do you think will take this money? You know, like I mean, someone will someone will give us their company for seven and a half billion dollars, right? <laughs> so yeah, um, we're not joking, guys. Uh, Microsoft buys Bethesda. That's basically the title of this episode. We're gonna break down some of the the few facts that are out there, the some of the comments that have been made, and then we're just going to get into, I think, uh, a big a big opinion piece because this is a gigantic, um, you know, purchase. This is this is insane. I, when when I woke up and saw this news, I first thought, "There's no way this is fake." Someone, it's going to take a thirty minutes or not even thirty minutes, <laughs> ten minutes, and someone's going to be like, "Yeah, that's all BS." But here we are, and it's still happening, and now everyone's come out and spoke about it, including Todd Howard, including Phil Spencer, and, and, and it's all it's everywhere. So we got a lot to cover on this, but let's just break down the, the basics that I went through here, and that is simply Xbox has announced that it plans to acquire ZeniMax Media, and with it, Bethesda Softworks, creators and publishers for The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, Quake, Starfield, and yes, even more than that, if you can believe it. Uh, announced by a head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, in the Xbox Wire post today, Microsoft will acquire Zinamax Media for $7.5 billion. Three times 
the 2.5 billion it paid for Minecraft back in 2014. Uh, the formal purchase is expected to close second half of 2021. Uh, the deal includes Zenimax Media as a whole, Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, ID Software, Zenimax Online Studios, Arcane Machine Games, Tango GameWorks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. So that's insane. And it's a move that once I heard it, I was, I instantly go, this is exactly what they needed to do. Like, this is exactly the move. You know, obviously we had been hearing about the talks that they were trying to buy Bungie. They tried to work a deal out with Warner Brothers. They were, you know, they were trying to acquire, you know, big, big group, big teams here. But then the Bethesda move was just like, whoa, okay, um, how long has this been going on? Like, this isn't, this isn't happening in an alleyway last night, I'm telling you, okay? This wasn't like a drunken bar conversation. They were just like, yeah, deal! I don't know. I don't know. What if what if the heads of Bethesda just, like, lost a poker game to Phil? And they're like, well, all right, I guess we have to sell. <laughs> That's the only way that makes sense, right? Like, maybe, maybe. all right, you got us, Phil. Yo, gambler. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite tweets that came out of this whole this whole deal today was someone saying, or no, well, sorry, I'm gonna back up. It was a text message from a friend of ours, invalid ID, that that I have to read back for you guys. I loved it. I loved it. That must have been a very interesting conversation, Bethesda. Hi, Microsoft. You're sellout. You you you're not. We're not sellout, you bastards. Take your money and rot in hell. All systems deserve to play our games, no matter what. Microsoft hands over check for 7.5 billion US. Bethesda, right. Let me show you where the coffee machine is. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it's a joke, guys. The the whole the whole conversation around exclusive games and what this means for the future of Bethesda titles and stuff like that. It's all there's a lot going on here. So we like Phil Spencer has come out and said that everything that is currently set to have exclusive, you know, exclusive rights to PlayStation five or whatever are still going to have them. Death loop. Um, uh, oh my God. What's Tokyo. What's the Tokyo game. I already forgot. Tokyo wire. Or... Yeah. Ghost, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, they're going to still um, honor those. And then in the future, it will be a case-by-case basis per game. Now, that doesn't sound like clear and cut as far as like, oh, everybody's going to get these games. But then when you hear some of the head people coming out of Bethesda talk about it and talk about how their view with Xbox is the same and it doesn't matter what screen you play on or what controller you use, that really screams to me like they don't care where you're playing Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield or the next Fallout. That's what it seems like, okay? I can't prove anything. We don't know how things are going to change as time goes on. But really, this all comes down to one thing. And that is Microsoft doesn't... Man, I don't want to say that in that way. Microsoft cares more about Game Pass than anything else. Game Pass is the future for Microsoft. It's the future for Xbox. And they are... They are... They are cashing in all their chips and they are ready to just go all in to try to build a platform 
that is the Netflix of gaming. Like they like Game Pass needs to be needs to gain that in that that percentage of the industry and start to dominate so that it can take off and not worry about necessarily competitors catching it easily. And so by doing so, you lock down things like Bethesda um, and you bring in games that are, you know, people's favorite games of all time. And, and I can sit here just within my household and name off all these games that my wife or I uh, will never forget. You know, they're just they're just that impactful to us that it's a great move to grow the Game Pass brand and continue to add value to an already great deal in gaming now the kicker here though is if something changes in two years and they want to make elder scroll 6 exclusive they can like that's that's the advantage is that they can tell us whatever they want right now and they can and and then something can change because in my opinion yes game pass value is important and if you buy uh a bethesda game on ps5 just like if you buy Minecraft on PS5, guess who makes money off that? Microsoft. They don't care. They don't care what kind of laptop you have because you put Windows on it. They don't care. Like, right? That's the thing. I mean, even Mac, you can put Windows on, for God's sake. So the whole thing is you, we're starting to see the business side of Microsoft flow into Xbox and realize that they don't want these walls anymore. They would care more about moving six to ten million copies because they allow it to be played everywhere than two to three million copies because it only plays on Xbox. It makes sense. It's why Sega did what they did. They were drowning and dying trying to create hardware for their exclusive games. Instead, they started selling Sonic everywhere, and then Sega made profit for the first time in years. It's the same idea. I don't want to say Microsoft's going third party because they still have an Xbox. They still have a hardware. They still have hardware, but it it is a hybrid version of going third party and letting your stuff kind of be free. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna open this up now. I want to bring in the other guys and I want their opinions on the big news. We'll we'll start with uh, Deadite here. You you broke the news to to the group here in, in our in our podcast chat. So what did what did you think when you first read this article? It, it seemed too big to be true. Like you mentioned, we heard the rumors that they were going after Warner Brothers or Bungie. Like, okay, those are smaller fish. Bethesda's a big enough and celebrated enough company where they managed to run their own show at E3 pretty consistently and bring enough hype and bring enough to the table with their beloved franchises, with their huge games, that they, they can get that much attention. They're one of the big players out there. You know, with with Ubisoft and with, you know, Activision Blizzard and with EA, like you think about the big third party companies, Bethesda was one of the biggest and one of the ones with the with the most hardcore loyalty of a fan base. It's almost like if McDonald's bought KFC, <laughs> like you're like, what? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's like that big of a move. Um and at, at first, like, I, I sent you guys the link, and I was like, no, I got to read this. This this has to be a partnership. This has to be something else other than a full-on buyout. And they're like, no, that's what it is. And I, I, I can't help but look forward and say, this just builds Game Pass. We just, they, just, they just added EA titles to Game Pass. Like, that, that was the big, that seemed like a huge acquisition two weeks ago, whenever that was. 
And now we're talking about Microsoft acquiring Bethesda and all the franchises underneath. We're talking, you know, Elder Scrolls, Doom, which has been on, on the come up. Um, people have been loving uh, the new Wolfenstein games. Uh, Prey, right? Uh, no, uh, what's the one? Rage. Rage is on under there now. You know, like yep. Prey. Too. There's a but. It, it's easy when you think Bethesda to think Fallout, think Elder Scrolls, and kind of overlook everything else that the company has because you mentioned all those little sub studios they all work on unique projects and, and they have a, couple a lot of, of those games there, have been real. fun yeah absolutely and so um, it's huge yeah it's it's an interesting move it uh obviously there's still a lot to play out here but i mean bethesda has been working with xbox since they first ported morrowind over to the original xbox like they've been they've been a good partner with xbox and they've they've worked well together over the years and so seeing that this deal gets made uh, only it, it makes sense because they've had a healthy relationship over generations of of hardware um but i think seeing what microsoft is doing I think any third-party company like Bethesda can look at Xbox and say, wow, I get access to resources that we just don't have, and I still get to make games the way I want to make them. The only control that really has been talked about so far is release windows. Because Xbox controls this now, they can control when some of this happens to better stage themselves throughout the throughout a year or throughout multiple years of AAA releases instead of having, say, a Elder Scrolls 6 drop at the same time that um, uh, the new Obsidian game drops or something like that, right? They can start, they can plan things out better um, for everybody, and really, realistically. But... I um the one thing that I like to to think about here is that if the wor- the one this is where I think things could change over time is that if the world does move into this whole service subscription based thing this Netflix for Netflix for gaming what is the one thing we have seen happen not at the start but recently what has happened with with streaming services and the content that they provide Exclusive content uh, is becoming see. more and more popular. Oh, okay. I was thinking going another Watching direction. Stranger Things, watching watching things like I don't know. I love Parks and Rec, one of my favorite comedies. It's it's being yanked from Netflix because it's only going to be available on Hulu now. Like we're watching. Look at what uh, what was it, HBO? What did they pay for Friends so they could have the rights to Friends and then they fell off it. Right. So we're we're seeing the shift where because there's multiple options out there they need anchors they need something to pull you to that product because if i can watch the same product anywhere then i'm just going to pick the one and i'm never really going to explore the others because why so i could see the evolution of gaming services like this change where exclusive exclusive games do matter more and we've watched the problem with stadia is the fact that stadia really doesn't have anything that makes me have to go try stadia i can play destiny anywhere i want why do i need to go play on stadia and there's you know the idea was stadia service their concept was supposed to be what sold it and it didn't and the second it didn't what did they have 
They had everything that everybody else has. And then Stadia try, and I'm not saying they don't have some exclusives. Okay, I know there's some random games out there that are, but they're not Bethesda. They're not what PlayStation has to work with with some of their with, with some of their first party. So when you look at PlayStation and 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 Microsoft moving forward, those types of games holding on to an Elder Scrolls, holding on to a Starfield or a Fallout. Can could and making that a ex, even a timed exclusive could sell your service, not necessarily an Xbox, but your service. Because again, they don't care if you play on a phone, a computer, an Xbox, you know. And right now, they're going to tell you a PlayStation, a Switch. They don't they don't care, right? But that could change, just like we're seeing it change in in the movie and and just you know uh, Netflix side of things, but. The, but yeah, the the point of that is just it's very interesting to see right now how Phil said case by case. Todd Howard said we don't care what screen or what controller you're holding. And it's kind of a they're kind of different messages in a way. Well, I'm super curious to know what what we're gonna see. Let's say a year from now, because you know within the first year, like we've already talked about with with some of those games like Death Loop and stuff, there's already agreements in place. It's already been known what's gonna happen with some, I also some of these. Did, I didn't know though that Death Loop and uh, Ghostwire um, are timed exclusives. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. I didn't I know that I did with Death Loop, but not. I I don't know a lot about Ghostwire because it's not appealing to me. But Death Loop looks cool. Reading, they were calling them both timed exclusives, so I don't know if it's like six months, a year. I don't. I'm not sure, but still, they're exclusives. But I'm curious to see what's going to happen a year from now because if Microsoft does take an exclusive approach to some of these Bethesda games, that puts a nail in the coffin of the the comment of Microsoft doesn't have exclusives because they bought one of the biggest groups of developers with some of the most beloved games and if you truly can only play those there that that's all those franchises we've been talking about that's huge and that's a when you think about that conversation because that's been something we've been saying for years now is they need exclusives and we know that every six months microsoft's coming out and announcing more studios they've bought and they've been good developers they've been developers that have made really good games that that we've liked and they but they've been smaller developers. This is a huge acquisition that I think is a nail in the coffin with that conversation. And now with Bethesda and Obsidian under under their umbrella, they own two of the best developers of a of western style RPGs. And I'm let's be honest, where does the Xbox sell? Only here. Right. It sells in the West. So them locking down the Western developers of Western RPGs is huge. I know it's still a complaint by uh, certain players that, you know, like JRPGs, there's not a lot of them on the Xbox platform. I I'm, I know Phil's working on changing that, but and that's going to be something that'd be near impossible to ever overcome Sony on locking down exclusives to JRPGs because sure. of Sony's relationship in Japan. It's, it's right. logical. But doubling down... On the Western fans, your fan base, because Xbox is never going to win in Japan. It's just not going to happen. But they can continue to win and succeed here. And locking down Bethesda is part of that strategy. It's it feels, huge. you know, what it feels like to me in in a way. It's is it feels like a very Nintendo move, 
Nintendo doesn't try to compete with Xbox or PlayStation. They try to find their own little niche in the industry and dominate it, right? So handheld gaming has always been something that no one beat Nintendo on, and even Sony tried, and Nintendo won. So it feels in that sense that Microsoft stepped back and said, yeah, we might not be able to win you know, in Japan, everything like that, but we can win here. And by doing so, we need to we need to acquire these studios. And they started with the Ninja Theories, the Obsidian, um, Double Fine. You know, all all these little these littler groups, and some of them some of them middle medium sized groups, I call them. And then they just dropped the crown today with Bethesda. And so, you know, I think um, they've acquired a lot of IPs, right? A lot of important. IPs that that span across the entire history of gaming. We're not talking like, oh yeah, in the last ten years they've been successful. No, we're talking about like Doom <laughs> and Elder Scrolls. Like we're talking about things that just have, for as long as I can think of, almost they've been there. And so that's in that's strong that's that's that is that's power and that again leads to game pass and so the last thing i want to make um a comment about game pass is microsoft just announced they hit 15 million subscribers on game pass if you remember back in april they were at 10 million they've increased 50 percent from april at 50 at, at, at 15 million on an average of ten dollars per user Accounting for some $5 and $1, you know, limited time stuff like I'm on right now, right? Where we got to convert our, our old accounts and pay that dollar, th- you know, deal. And then adding in a certain percentage of people that are running the $15 package, the ultimate subscription. They are already at an annual earning revenue of $1 billion a year. Just off that. So now you mix in the plans where they're adding in third-party games, they're adding in these things, and now they drop Bethesda in there, okay? If you can generate over the next couple years, year, like if you just grew $5 million from April to, to September, in the next year, if you can grow, if you can go to $30 million, right? At $30 million subscribers, it would be insane, but, but I mean, you're, you're double. I mean, obviously you can do the math, you're doubling up. At $50 million, though, this is this is the part of the article, and all these articles are linked in our description, guys. You can read these. This one's coming from The Verge. At fifty million, Game Pass is generating an estimated six billion dollars a year, more than three times what Fortnite made last year, and close to the entire annual revenue of Activision Blizzard, which is the most valuable third-party game publisher in the industry. Just off Game Pass, that doesn't include. Um, the Xbox business could pull in uh, only a fraction of Sony PlayStation 5 hardware sales and still generate mind-blowing amounts of cash purely off subscription revenue. That's not to say Microsoft doesn't care about how many Xbox units it sells. Um, first party uh, back in their budgets, and then likely Microsoft is approaching this uncertain next-gen future with uh, contingency plans. So you're, you got to look at the fact that the company has uh, announced that they have a market cap of $1.5 trillion to keep Game Pass afloat until it starts to make a healthy profit. I want to know how. Well, how and where. 
while taking every measure to ensure it sells as many units and hardware and Halo as it can. That's why there's a cheaper Xbox One S. The more Xbox devices in living rooms, the more potential there is for Game Pass subscribers. Microsoft Microsoft can sign up. It may be it may be no uh, coincidence that news that announced on the eve of the pre-orders going live. If you're watching this on launch day, then you probably already missed the pre-orders. But the pre-orders go live <laughs> Tuesday. Um, a huge deal like this is an encouraging sign for the company's commitment to Xbox and Game Pass. It's insane. That doesn't count any microtransactions, any any DLC, any hard hard copy sales. Because just because Bethesda's on Game Pass doesn't mean they're not going to be selling physical copies of the games too. Like all of that on top of the 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 possibility of what of what Game Pass can be. They are all in on Game Pass, and they know why. Yeah, that uh, that that Game Pass is is uh something crazy i mean that's what sold me on um jumping into next gen because i'm the type that uh i don't i'm not a day one adopter i'm gonna sit sit there and i'll wait till maybe either mid next year or or the following year to adopt a new console i just got my xbox one s um this past christmas and i got my ps4 i think two christmases ago but um yeah i'm going to be online maybe tonight not getting any sleep and tomorrow trying to uh lock down a xbox one x because of game pass um i saw how it benefited me this uh you know this cycle um i got my got game pass i only own two physical games for it um you know the game pass is such a stupid deal and then once i get uh ps5 i mean i'll be you know i'll be satisfied with gaming con you know gaming and streaming content so yeah yeah i'm excited i'm excited yeah and that's i mean that's microsoft's plan Consumers won't be talking so much about which company has the better exclusive lineup or which brand won the next gen race. Instead, chances are you will own both consoles, maybe, and maybe even a PC. But Microsoft will not care as long as you're paying them $10 a month for Game Pass. That's all they care about. They don't care where you're streaming your stuff or where you're playing it. They'll sure they'll market the fact that everything plays best on Xbox, right? But. It's uh, it's crazy, and you know, so the way everything sits and the way these comments were made, I think, um, I think we could see things like Starfield, like Elder Scrolls, like Fallout, and all these things. I we can see them become um, where they're being played everywhere. You know, they're not going to lock them down to Xbox, but at the same time, by the time those games are ready, what we're talking about today could be very different. And that's that's the thing is because we we you know we know Stadia is Stadia hasn't hung up its hat yet. It's still trying. Google's still trying, and and other companies will push forward with what they believe is a good offer from from their own angle. You know, and so things like could we see Steam? Could we see Epic Games? Could we see these companies that have these digital stores that have these this presence already? And have a infrastructure and and community try to leverage it into something more as well as we evolve, and that whole thing still needs to play out. And when it starts to play out, and people start to latch on to what's theirs, and you and use that as leverage as to why you want their service over the other service, that's when Xbox can say, "Okay, we gotta we gotta change direction here," and you could see in the future some of these games be exclusive. But at the same time, all these people right now that are screaming bloody murder 
on social media about this move and about how ga- how ag- Microsoft doesn't have the rights to be a to be a gatekeeper of video games and blah blah blah. I was like, it's like to pump the brakes, man. Just okay, listen. Every company does this. Nintendo holds withholds their with their their brands. Sony withholds their brands. They weren't all born. I hate to break it to you, but they weren't all one hundred percent created within their 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 ecosystem. Everybody has bought somebody at some point, and if you don't believe it, go do some homework and realize that I'm right. But the bottom line is. If you want to sit here and bitch, if it was true, first of all, you didn't even read the articles. You didn't even listen to the people that spoke. The head of Bethesda, the head of Xbox, you didn't even pay attention to them. But if it was real and they were exclusive games, all these people, these were the same people that were like, Xbox sucks because they don't have exclusives. And then now... Xbox goes and drops seven and a half billion dollars and has exclusives, and now you're like, "What bullshit? Xbox can't make those exclusives." Like you can't have both ways, people. You just, I, I don't get it. Like, shit, like it's just ridiculous. And these people that that want to complain about that, be like, "What?" And, and of course, they're like, "I think Spider-Man. Sh- I think everybody should have been able to play Spider-Man." Even though it wasn't that great of a game, and I was like, "Okay, listen. First of all, you you just lost all credibility because Spider Man was amazing, and also you're an idiot." But and and I wish I remembered the person's name. I'd give them a shout out on this show today because you're so dumb. But I loved all the comments after it that people were just like, "What is wrong with you, dude? Did you even re-? like?" The best part was the guy shared the article that clearly he didn't even read before he raged on social media. Sounds about right. So, sounds about right. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what it is. We've been told case by case, and we've been told play on whatever screen and whatever controller you want to use. Everybody should be able to game. And somehow you took out that Microsoft's going to be an evil gatekeeper to video games now. I, I don't know. But either way, the people that are melting down online right now, you just need to calm down because we don't even know what this deal fully entails. It means I'm going to be done till the second half next year. So just calm down. Either way, it's in my opinion, it's good. Bethesda has not been the healthiest that it used to be, and to gain resources that Microsoft could provide it, it could be very beneficial, and 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 could it could right the ship for Bethesda in ways. I'm not saying everything that Bethesda's done is bad. I mean, when you look within the, the certain teams, like Doom has had a really good track record. Um, you know, Dishonored's been very popular, and Bulletproof um, or um, Bullet Loop, right? Deathloop, the new Death one coming Loop. out. Sorry, yeah, Deathloop seems to be a really cool concept by Arcane, and so there are. And Wolfenstein's been very good. So I'm not saying like they're a disaster, but I mean there are sing- there are things and 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 archaic engines that there's that they're trying to upgrade into new engines. And when you all of a sudden get okay, cool, now you have all of Microsoft's resources. That's a that's a that's a good thing. I hate to break it to you. That's a, that's a good thing. Hey, a uh, quick question. What do you guys think? Uh, and I keep doing that. What do you guys think about um, like Sony's, I guess, answer to the Game Pass? Well, it's not here. their answer. They came out and said, like, they said it's not a Game Pass, though. You're talking about PS Plus Collection? Yeah, yeah. Because I've been hearing a lot of people yeah. say, say uh, mention talking about that as trying to compete with uh, Microsoft. 
I think the move today, I think the move today caused Sony to have a meeting. (laughs) I believe, I believe Sony had a meeting today. Go, okay, listen, we don't have to fix anything right now, but this is the way things are going. And we, and we have just came out and said that, yes, it's a collection and yes, it has this PS4 games in it, but it's not, it's not game pass, right? It's not going to keep growing and keep expanding with PS5 games and stuff. At least, at least that's their, that's their vision right now. Right. But I think with things like this happen with Bethesda, and if we see things in the future happen, where maybe, maybe Stadia steps up and Google says, Cool. Here's seven and a half billion dollars. We want we want something too. Sony at that point is gonna have to say, well, the 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 whole the whole platform is shifting right now. We need to move mm. with it because that's the scary part. If you don't move with it, then you Sony starts to turn into Nintendo in the sense that they would have to leverage their exclusive first parties, like. Nintendo's done better with the Switch. I will say that right now. But before the Switch, Nintendo lived and died by first party. Sony doesn't have to do that. But if if they don't follow the way you know the industry moves, then then they do. Then they will rely on the Naughty Dogs and Guerrilla Games and and all and and you know all these uh, developers that they have locked down to maintain their presence here in in the gaming industry. But I don't know if, um, you know, the, the thing about, and, and Johnny Riot says it in chat right now, he says, none of this news will matter at launch. I think it does matter somewhat because news is news and it created a ton of stir. People are talking about it right now. And in 24 hours, you're going to be able to pre-order an Xbox. It, it created influence to some extent. It doesn't mean it's going to create an actual impact right now. I agree with you, but if I came out right now and somehow had clout to say that Microsoft is, um, you know, installing cocaine inside the Xbox and you and and it's going to disperse, it, it, you know, out the top of it and get everybody hooked on drugs and you believed it, it would affect things, right? Like I'm just like I'm just saying like news affects things instantly, even if the proof's not there, even if the final layout's not there, something's going to happen, especially when Xbox and Bethesda come out front hand and say, yep, here it is. Yep. We're excited. Shake each other's hands. And then you see all these people from all these studios start interacting on social media. I mean, I'm watching arcane studios, people with three, four, three industry people already interacting with each other on social media. It's crazy. So, (laughs) <laughs> and now I want that Xbox grim. Don't tempt me. Exactly. But so it, it'll create some, some effect instantly as far as just excitement, but yeah, it won't, it won't actually mean anything until, until honestly, it could be, it could be a, a year, two years before you really start to see major impact other than here's our existing library being utilized in different ways that it wasn't being utilized before, which will be cool. But, um, it made a difference to me because I'm on the fence. I've been a PlayStation player for a little while now, and I've been slowly considering switching over to Xbox and PlayStation coming out with this weak ass PlayStation four collection, which are all games that most people who played last generation have played or had an opportunity to play. And Microsoft's coming out and throwing down big announcements involving Game Pass and what their strategy is moving forward. 
it one shows progress the other one shows confusion and trying to catch up and i don't want to buy into sony when it feels like they're not thinking forward on what they're going to do as a strategy for the next five years and maybe they are but the thing is, is they haven't told us anything and microsoft is showing us things that are appealing to me sony hasn't shown me anything that's appealing they haven't shown me exclusive games i want to play they haven't designed hardware that I think looks good. They haven't shown me services that I'm going to have that I want to have. Sony has showed me nothing outside of backwards compatibility for PlayStation 4, which doesn't matter because I already own PlayStation 4 that functions. Yeah, and Johnny does say that Sony did that for the people that skipped the PS4, but I would argue this. Microsoft's done that for people that skipped the Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Xbox One. Uh, oh, and all of Bethesda, all of EA, and any other third party that wants to be part of Game Pass. Like, it's the same thing, just half-assed. They literally just took a bunch of product that they're like, hey, everybody's already bought this, and not a lot of people are going to want to invest money into it again. Here, we're going to give it to your collection. You want to know who else did that? Nintendo! Here's our NES library. Here's our SNES library. If as long as you give us 20 bucks a year, you can play with you can play the games that are on it. We don't know when we're going to update it. We don't know if we're going to update it. I mean, Nintendo has a better better exp explanation and it's horrible of, yeah, we'll add games when we want to add games where Sony's like, well, we're going to give you this and then enjoy it. But it's not. Here's, game a, qu here's a question I have for you. <laughs> Why isn't this being made available to the PlayStation 4 owners that have been PS Plus subscribers forever. I understand most of these games I've gotten at one point or another, but it runs on the hardware I already own. I've been a subscriber. Are, are they paying, are PlayStation 5 subscribers paying more for access to this? I'm paying the same amount they're going to be paying. Why don't I yeah. have access to maybe one or two of these games that I've missed over year over the years on being free? Right. And also, like, Johnny, like, I understand that you're you're giving me your opinion of I'm not talking BC. I don't give a, a fuck about BC. Right. You don't. And other people do. Just like some people don't care about the PS4 that people that skipped PS4 skipped it for a reason. So, like, bottom line is, like, it's not as good of a value, period. I don't I, like that's my opinion. You guys can have your opinion. Sony did not win this section of, of this of this launch and this next gen. They just didn't. Game Pass is better, period. And they're making it better every day. And I wouldn't be surprised if in a year they go, boom, here's Bungie. And you know what? Yeah, we decided to get Warner Brothers anyways. Like, they've already been talking to these people. It's going to happen. So if you're Sony and you're not doing this, pretty soon there's not going to be anybody left because Google's going to come out and buy somebody. Other people are going to come out and buy somebody. And you're going to be left with your first parties. And you are going to look like Nintendo at that point. And yes, you might be able to survive because you have good first party in companies. But at the same time, you don't want to be that. You don't want to fall behind. And that's the thing is that PS plus collection can be PS plus collection to originally to what Miggy asked PS now, which we haven't heard about it. Th that needs to be the answer. That has to be the answer to Game Pass and to Stadia and to any other company. Amazon's been talking about it. You know, like you can't compete with Microsoft, Google, and 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 Amazon. Like those are your three that generate the world of cloud computing, for God's sakes. So 
they're the ones you got to worry about. And if you're Sony and you've already invested in Azure and you've already started giving Microsoft your money because you're trying to develop something, that tells me that you do have something that we haven't heard about yet. And when we do, I just hope it is decent because they how do. How are you going to wait till? How are you going to wait till after the launch to tell us about it? Because it's not ready. I, I honestly believe they don't. I believe they can't show us. How is I believe it so it's not unready. ready? that leading into the launch of the system, something that should be a system selling feature, they can't even say conceptually, here's what's coming in 2022. They can't tell you a year down the road, year and a half down the road, this is the amazing technology we're bringing to the PlayStation brand. Where is that? Where is any forethought and where is any talking to your fans that want to purchase your system about what it will do beyond play video games, on your TV when you put the disc in or when you download it from the store. What else can you do with it? Play, play VR games? Yeah, get eye cancer. They've barely, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, they've barely talked about that, if you, yeah. want, if you want honest opinion. Like, we know it's backwards compatible, but they really have not put any focus on it at all, which is, which is you know, kind of a bummer. But, you know, I think, I think a year down the road, right, the end of 2020, we might hear about PSVR 2.0. I don't know. But... I agree with you. It really feels like in the sense of this aspect of it, that Xbox is on a different level than, than PlayStation when it comes to this. And if it ends up being the right path, that's bad news. But it has to end up being the right path. People have to buy it. And I mean, they got 15 million already, right? People are buying into it, but it has to continue to to show value to the to the gamer and the, the price point has to be that the value has to be there as far as cost and i mean I, I don't see xbox slowing down right now with that when you when you have microsoft as your parent as your parent that's throwing down 1.5 trillion to to float you they're basically saying go out there and and get the best the best people you can get um, and just crush everybody. Oh, you're in, you're in a little league baseball. Okay, cool. Go get Barry Bonds. Go get Mark McGuire. We don't care that they're cheaters. Give them whatever money they want, and just go crush those little kids over there because we want the trophy. Like that's basically what Microsoft <laughs> is doing. Call them a giant, a, a Goliath, or whatever you want to do. That's what they're doing right now, and it is um, it is a flex. It is a major flex that we're seeing that I'm not used to seeing from microsoft so to me that the the adjustment in management the the movement of taking phil and the xbox brand and building it its own category and making it a a the same level of of a a product as every other aspect of microsoft tells me that microsoft is like okay xbox has matured enough now it's time for you guys to go out and actually make something happen and that's what phil's doing and so it's um it's very impressive. It's, I don't think to me, I don't feel like people have been throwing the word monopoly around all this stuff. Like, come on, man, everything's owned by Disney and Comcast and like, get out of here with this whole monopoly crap. Like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm tired of it. Like until Microsoft says, Oh, well you can't play our games unless you remove your eyeballs and put in, put in Microsoft eyeballs. And that's the only way you can play our games and then, like, and, and do things like that to force us to like, have to like be able to play games. No, they're saying, Hey, they're saying, hey, play games wherever you want. We don't care. If you so want like, to talk like, about Monopoly, down. if you want to talk about Monopoly, learn a little history about Nintendo in the 80s and 90s. Ooh, learn about boy. how ruthless they were about not letting developers develop for other 
gaming systems. Just go back and, and look at how cutthroat Nintendo is with that, and you'll realize that Microsoft legitimately purchasing developers is not nearly as shady as the way Nintendo used to behave. Absolutely. So I just, to me, this is a great move. I'm very excited about it. It, it. it caused my wife to look at me today and say, can you pre-order two Xboxes instead of one? If you all know my wife, she doesn't play Xbox. So that kind of like, I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, you could, you know, maybe we only need one PS5. Like, are, you, are you feeling well? Yeah, you know, I texted so, to her right away because I know she's such a big Bethesda fan. Yeah. So the same time yeah. I was hitting you guys up, I hit her up. I was like, hey, yeah, this is happening. So, she, so I mean, as far as the impact that we talked about is that it is creating impact. It is creating people's excitement. And it, it is, uh, you know, there are other things going on that have created excitement, too, around it. So, I don't know. I mean, time will tell. Like you said, nothing's going to impact uh, tomorrow. You just People are going to pre-order their stuff, and we're going to move on. But... This is some of the biggest news we've ever seen when it comes to a company acquiring a, a massive, massive uh, list of IPs and successful developers and basically a workforce that is top tier in the industry. It's so. huge. All right. Anything, any last words on this uh, before we move on? Cool. All right. Topic number two. We talked enough about Xbox. Time to talk about PlayStation a little bit. Pre-orders happened. They didn't happen when they were supposed to, but they happened. So uh, we had our PlayStation show. It was a very good show. I liked it. I actually liked what they did. It was a solid show. Uh, they showed off um, some games we've already seen, some game, you know, a couple that we hadn't. Um, things looked really cool. And then at the end, they said, "Cool, here's the price point, and here's when the system will be pre. You'll be able to pre-order it tomorrow." This was last Wednesday, and so we were supposed to be able to pre-order things that Thursday. And so we're all hyped up. I'm talking to Super Lars. I'm talking to um, I'm talking to Dork of the Ninjas, and we're all just sharing, you know, talking and having fun. And I remember I was in a Discord chat with Dork of the Ninjas and Super Lars, and we're just hyped up, talking what we're gonna get, and we're excited for the pre-orders. And then, and then we uh, come out, and Dork gets another phone call. You can hear him talk. He's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Oh, my God. And then he, he basically comes back to the mic. He goes, I got to go right now. I got to go to my store. And uh, they're live. And we're like, we didn't even react to it. And we're like, okay, cool, man. He's like, no, like the PS5 pre-orders are live right now. And I was like, wait, what? So sure enough, they went live early. And uh, chaos ensued across every retailer you can imagine uh, as far as websites crashing and bots bots jumping in and and just 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 chaos man chaos I was able to lock down my ps5 um, through through a retailer and then later on that night I, I locked down a second one just in case one of my orders got canceled because I was a little worried because everything was working. Like my one got confirmed after it told me that the process failed and all of a sudden it was in my, my orders. And I was like, uh, 
I don't know if this is legit, you know. Until the money came out of my out of my account, I was like, oh, okay, I think we're okay now. They have my money. But we'll see. So it was it was so so bad that friends of mine that are you know that are in the industry um were didn't have the uh, the amount of time to react so by the time they tried to get a ps5 they were all gone for the at least the initial pre-order like more they've been popping up and up time to time again here but um you know these are people that i know are very loyal to the playstation brand and their anger was um I mean, it was warranted, but it was also just, like, sad to see. Like, I don't want to see this. You know, guys, as much as, like, I just talked up Xbox in the previous article and how excited I am, I, I like video games. So I want to see Sony do well, and I want to see them not um, struggle with this. And let's make a point here that this was not Sony's fault, Right. This was a communication breakdown. This was a failure across many different avenues. This was retailers pulling triggers too quick. This was just a lot of things that started to happen. Um, and and when this and when this when the you know avalanche starts, you don't stop it. You can't. So you know that like I look at it that way. I'm not pointing blame at Sony. Um, they came out and apologized. They straight up just said, well. That was a disaster. More systems are on the way. We promise, and 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 things will be more coherent moving forward. Good, but at the same time, Wednesday was insane. I was exhausted by the time I was done acquiring two systems. I was mentally exhausted from sitting there and fighting other people bots failures of websites because they weren't they weren't ready for that for that type of traffic to hit their website at one point i got banned from gamestop.com cloudflare kicked in and said your your ip has been blocked i uh, couldn't even get to the website uh, 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 because uh, there was so much traffic going to gamestop they thought they they thought they thought it basically cloudfair reacted like you're getting ddos right now you're getting attacked and just like boom widespread ip ban across so many people so um yeah it was a, it was a nightmare and this is the problem that we're in today right now in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of these things is that online is more important than ever to try to acquire a product that you really want uh, also in the middle of a pandemic where people like myself can't leave and can't go to a GameStop to try to acquire one or to a store to acquire one. Um, you know, I rely 100% on online. And so when it fails me miserably like this, I get I get angry. I do get angry at Sony. I do get angry at, at uh, Jeff, you know, Jeff uh, was it Keeley. For for dropping dropping news and, and 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 potentially create potentially the start of of this this avalanche. I'm not sure. It could honestly be tracked back to him for all I know. But you have to look at all these people that are making noise, causing excitement, causing all of this to kind of keep growing and overflowing, and realize well, 
what what was put into place here to control this? Where was where was the emergency stop button? Where was these things to try to to try to corral this? And it just kind of felt like once it went once the once the floodgates broke open, it was like, well, we're here. Let's just ride it out. So I thought it couldn't get any worse until the following day when I decided I was going to try to acquire an NVIDIA graphics card 3080. I acquired two PS4, PS5s, two of them. I acquired zero graphics cards because they were gone in three minutes. Jeez. They were the NVIDIA website. That's right the creator of the product that wanted to sell some of the product itself broke and <laughs> it went from notify me to out of stock <laughs> like that that was the two images i ever saw there when i went to try to get something from a consumer re- or from a retailer it was the same thing something would light up and before i could even add to the cart it was gone because bots went ham on these graphics cards and it's clear as day because how does a seller on eBay have 30 of these graphics cards selling them for, you know, three, four or five times their cost. And they're advertising that they have 30 in, you know, in quantity. And I'm glad that finally people are seem to be fighting back because if you look at the prices of PS fives and you look at the prices of these graphics cards, People are actually making bots to go on eBay and bid these accounts up to five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars and then not pay the account because it's a bot because it's a fake account that doesn't tie to anybody. So eBay can't even address the situation. This is a sign for people for companies like eBay that you can't allow this shit to happen. It's a sign for these people that are going around and cheating the system to grow the fuck up. And it's a sign for for these companies to evolve your purchasing and your e-commerce to better protect so the consumers that actually want to use your goddamn product to be able to get one. <clears throat> That's why I need to go back to just buying things at stores. I'm still mad about concert tickets I didn't get a decade ago because I went and stood at line in Ticketmaster and all these idiots bought things online without leaving their house and then I didn't get tickets to the show. We should all just have to stand in line. That's the solution. Well, I think moving into the future. coughed on by each other. (laughs) I think moving into the future, I think we need to definitely, um, companies definitely do need to enhance their pre-ordering or their their ordering process for hot ticket items like this. For example, if I wanted said, um, you know, 3080, um, you know, they should have like a reservations list. So you sign into the reservation list and then you get like a kind of like a two factor, like you, uh, authentication. So you sign in once. And then when you go to make the purchase, you have to sign in again, something to that effect, um, or sign in twice when you go to make the purchase in order to get it. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just sucks that, you know, we got people out here to using the bots to snag, snag up things just for their own gain. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. I experienced that on a smaller scale with Funko Pop, especially when like hot ones come out and I don't collect that many. So when there's one that I really want, like I'm salty that I miss out on the Captain Caveman Funko Pop because uh people snatched them up. Yeah, yeah, people snatched them up. But um yeah, it's just unfortunately I think it's just the nature of the beast, you know. It's not the nature. See, that's the problem is it's not the nature of the beast. It's it's lazy companies that 
don't want to invest in in the, the latest and greatest tech. So if if this is a problem and I and I'm a business and I could actually solve it, it would make sense for me to invest into that into that solution because then I could be one of the first companies where people would actually feel confident in shopping with me online. Like like you just said, some of these companies didn't even have captcha turned on. How long is how long has that been a thing on the internet? And you didn't even have it turned on for purchases. And then your response was, oh, our bad. We're, uh, we're researching it right now about turning it on. What do you, no, just turn it on. Just turn it on. It's existed for 10 years. Just turn the, just please, for the love of God, turn it on. So that maybe you can slow them down. Because I hate to break it to you, but these people that are developing these auto-purchasing bots, they're going to find a way around it. They have in the past. It's why It's why these types of, dual factor authentication and things like you're talking about have evolved over the years where we've had to verify, like click every box that has a uh, street light in it and things like that. Versus just enter the letters that you see because bots figured out how to do that. They're learning. So please do something because this is pathetic. And I get that like new egg came out and was like, Hey, um, we had more people hit our website today trying to get a graphics card than we do on black Friday. Great. There's a demand for it. Make sure people get it and not robots. And NVIDIA came out and legit threw down a, an apology. I'll give it to them. They, they said, yep, that was a disaster. We're going to have cards every week moving forward. Um, but my, my, the, the concern again is, is that is, is now instead of one stressful day where I didn't get what I wanted, am I literally going to have week after week of disappointment from you to the point where I'm just going to say, screw it, I don't want one. I'll get it in two years when the next one comes out and I can just grab this one calmly because it's, this is just ridiculous. And again, I can't go wait in a line at Micro Center, which they, Micro Center won't even sell their cards online. I can't reserve it. I can't buy it. I can't do anything. All I can do is check the stock and then rush rush my ass to the store, wait in a line that I don't know if you saw the guys saw the photos of micro center lines. They wrapped around blocks of of like strip malls and stuff for 20 units. Like why are you even in line when you're number 323? You're not getting one. So you say so you say there's they a have someone in the store with a sign like we have 20 of these like issue out issue tickets. out 20 sheets of paper <laughs> yeah. and tell everyone to get everyone else to see you later but you during know, a pandemic I, we're during a <laughs> pandemic i mean you don't know so, like, i can't go there because i'm not allowed to like if i go there maybe i get my graphics card and then in the set and then like 14 days i die so like no <laughs> i rely on the internet because it's a thing that exists and e-commerce is a thing that's bigger than ever, yet you're going to sit there and limit it and say, well, we... And here's the thing about Microsoft that drives me nuts, and I've told them to their face, to, to corporate now at this point, I said, you literally advertise how you're trying to help people that, ha that are higher risk to the point where you're opening your store an hour early for them and things like that. But yet, when I try to do something simple where like I just don't want to walk into your store at all because... No offense, I don't trust the guy that you're paying minimum wage to properly sanitize everything in that building, okay? You're smart, you're smart. So for me, I just want to be able to use your website that exists. It's a website that I can literally go buy a CPU on, but you won't let me buy a GPU on it. Like, if you're going to get 100 units, 
take 80% of them and put them in the store for all I care and put 20% on the internet at least. At least give the people an opportunity to actually do it. Yeah, but then they'd have to invest in the proper technology to keep uh, keep bots from buying them. I mean, that's true, too. They'll learn to walk into the store and buy them. I mean, if there's anyone that needs a new graphics card, it's obviously a robot. Think yeah. about it. Let's not be selfish about this, gamers. The robots actually need them. So, anyways... It, it, it's been it was a stressful week i'm glad i got a ps5 um you know i locked down the second one in case someone needs it or if my wife decides she wants it but um the gpu thing was a nightmare man i was so so disappointed um anything anything else on this did you didn't did you, well i know that i didn't but maybe did you try to get a ps5 or did you nah 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 okay. i'm i'm smart i don't need that stress in my life i uh i did smart thing and i said i'm just gonna wait till the middle of next year and get one <laughs> but fair enough fair but enough. let me say let me say listen 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 walmart target gamestop man on the corner if you ruin my chances at getting an xbox I will hunt you down. I will hunt you down. <laughs> I will find you. Yeah, I will find you. <laughs> I have a very select set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> Sony didn't tell anyone a damn thing about this thing, and they still had hard to buy at launch. You would think there'd be some other people like me like, nah, I don't trust you yet. Like, So I guess congrats to them. But I think that, that's, that's new. People are going to buy it. The scary but, thing about this, though, and and we've talked and people have talked about the Xbox for for tomorrow is, um, we we know when it's hitting, like that's so. This is the other thing, right? Like, it's not Sony's fault, but like there is a percentage of the Sony's fault because Microsoft somehow managed to say, "Hey, no one goes live with Xboxes until eight a.m. your time, whatever wherever it is in the world you are, eight a.m. twenty second period and so far okay i mean something could happen tonight i don't know but so far it has it, that has been the case and so but the scary part about that is the, the reverse fear of this is that everyone knows when it's supposed to hit so mm -hmm. everyone can take their bots and point them and say get ready because 8 a.m you are attacking full speed all however many of you and um, you know, insider in, insider information that that I've gathered is the stock of Xboxes is not nearly as much as the stock of PS5s were, which is a little surprising. So, at least at some retailers, and so that's a slight concern too. Is that it was already hard to get a PS5 with confusion around it. Now that we can focus down on it at 8 a.m on the 22nd we have to worry for for like for us for us here in the podcast is 11 a.m but we have to worry about just a complete and utter onslaught all hitting at one time and so i am i am stressed out and concerned that we that we're gonna come up short here and i just hope uh i hope i'm wrong i hope i lock one down and and can enjoy my day Agreed. But 
we'll move on from that topic. We got one last thing. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but it is interesting. Uh, the Trump administration, topic number three, the uh, Trump administration, if you guys have been following the news, um, a deal with TikTok has been made between Oracle, Walmart, and TikTok, and uh, has been accepted. So the ban for that has not gone through, and they're trying to finalize all the paperwork. But it did shift gears on something that we've talked about in the past that we were slightly worried about. The Trump administration is reportedly questioning Epic Games and Riot Games about Tencent ties. So basically, the letter that was sent to these companies are asking about the data security policies. They want to know uh, the data collection policies of American companies uh, and how they're linked to Tencent. So, you know, is Riot Games, is Epic Games sharing this data with Tencent? And if it is, we can assume that this these two companies will be the next focus on you stop that, you change it, you prove it to us, or we ban it. Now you're talking banning of Fortnite, banning of League of Legends, banning of um rocket league banning of the, the scary part about epic games is it has the unreal engine which is already going through a major lawsuit with apple now how does that play into effect with all the customers that use unreal to develop their games so hope this is this is all it is right now is just a letter questioning it there's been no there's been no action or or plan put in place but it is something we talked about back when they talked uh, when they started mentioning Tencent and how they didn't want them involved. And like, well, they they own them, they own Riot, and they own majority of Epic. So what does that mean? And here we are. Sorry, a minority of Epic, minority, almost majority. They're 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 close. All right, listen here, listen here, listen here, Mr. President, Mr. Trump. If you ruin this for me, if you ruin my Fortnite, my League of Legends for me, I will find you, and I will sit down and have a nice, casual conversation with you. Real careful there, buddy. But, See, I knew this shit about this topic up. I knew it. It's it's interesting because like I had to play a Thanos and realize that everything has a cost. And balance is very important, and, and Rocket League is really important to me, but yeah. I want nothing more than to never hear about League of Legends ever again. So I Ooh. am the person Ooh. who reached out to the Trump administration was like, listen, you, got, you, you guys got to look into this. They're bad guys. It's huge. Um, <laughs> bad hombres. We got to build a Fortnite wall. Like, we got to get it out of here. Uh, so... If, if Rocket League has to go down with it, it's going to break my heart. But I had to do what I had to do to get to cleanse the earth of League of Legends. You know, I think that's I mean, what happened. I think that's what happened. You know, the Trump, you know, somebody told him about Fortnite. He's like, oh, I'll try this Fortnite out. How do you how do you do? And he's there trying to figure out his buttons. He's got his uh, his his guys with him to a four man squad. And he gets like off. He's like he's like he's like number one hundred. He gets off that one. Time. He's like, you know what? We're going to ban it. We're going to ban it. Blame China. That's what happened. So, I mean, the bottom line, and, and would you kindly be MC says it's just a political tactic, won't happen, politics suck. I, I, I mean, to a point, I agree with you. It would, 100%, it would happen if people weren't so money hungry, right? Mm -hmm. So here, the bottom line is, is that TikTok is too big right now and growing too much, and there's too much money being generated for it to fail. So Walmart and Oracle... <laughs> stepped in to make sure it didn't fail 
because of why? Oh, well, we can make money off this. Just like Fortnite and League of Legends, some of your biggest games in the gaming industry right now, and uh, Unreal Engine, and, and, and like I said, Rocket League and all these other IPs that are, that are floating around, there, it won't happen. Tencent will, will make a new deal with these companies. They'll sever the data share. They'll, they'll, utilize, they'll, they'll you know, utilize internal uh, teams here at Riot Games and Epic Games to then take over those aspects of the business and, and, and will move forward only because they don't want to hurt their pockets. If someone, like, if, if for some reason one of these companies decided to stand up and say, yeah, we share data and, and, and they're our parent company and we're not stopping, 100% they won't be here when and they will get banned i do believe that we were one day away from tiktok being gone a day after after microsoft's deal fell apart and after the initial oracle deal was turned down by our president because he didn't like it we were less than a day we were hours away from it and it still magically happened because walmart stepped in and said we will pay all legal fees to make sure everything gets taken care of here with oracle and became a partner with Oracle to take care of this randomness of TikTok, for God's sake. So uh, I think you're right. Nothing will happen, but that's because these companies aren't going to take any money out of their own pockets to argue this. The games wouldn't shut down, but they just wouldn't be playable here anymore without a very intricate VPN setup. So, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't like any of this. I don't, it, it doesn't feel, I mean, I understand the protection of data, but I feel like now we're just diving into things like, I mean, if you want to worry about data mining, like, God, there, data mining happens everywhere, people. Like, that is the, that is, it's the internet. Data mining happens everywhere. Because I'm talking about, Oracle and Walmart, I will now go click on a tab and all of a sudden I'll have ads for both of them in my face in the next hour. Like it just happens everywhere. And this, yes, we're focusing on a specific group because there's a, there's tension right now and there's relationship problems. I get all that, but in all reality, I just, I hate this. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. And I, you know, I don't like it, but at the same time, what are you going to do? Yeah, we're 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 in an informational cold war and you never like the government in any way saying you can't do something or you have to do something or taking something away from you. Yep. Um but also at the same time, I don't know. I don't want China getting all our information more than they already are and they already are. So like it's it's just it's a vicious cycle where I'm like, I don't like China getting our information. I don't like the government taking away video games, you know, like yeah. It all sucks. Yeah. But you have not, to think about how many other how many other products yeah. are, are in are in your household that are gathering data and probably sending it to China or sending exactly. it somewhere else you don't want it sent to. I mean it was the same idea of like Russia what a year ago was was the focus. Now it's China and you know next year it'll be somebody else. But I mean I mean it's just oh, Don't it get sucks. me wrong. I was all about the TikTok ban. I'm tired of seeing TikTok pop up on my Facebook it's obnoxious. I don't need to see a bunch of teenagers learning dances and crap. But Fortnite and and and, uh, and Rocket League—that's too far. Riot League can go. That's fine. 
I just don't want to see that. Like this is this is the start of something, right? We're, we we yeah. saw it with TikTok. If it, it seemed really weird, we seen it. We seen it with devices, right? Smartphone devices that were manufactured in China that that we didn't want to be even brought over here anymore for sale. We've now seen it with now video games are being questioned. You know, when you go to China and you look at at their government, they have the they have the firewall. You know, we talk about because because so many companies deal with manufacturing or whatever with China. We always talk about the China firewall, the the, the mega firewall that basically tells people in that country what they can and cannot do and see and and why all that type of stuff um, every day. It's controlled, and I'm not saying that we have that here. I just don't want to see it start. I don't want any type of government firewall like that that's limiting, you know, our access to certain things. And I want like what type of data? Slope. What type of data are you getting from me when I play Fortnite? Your KD ratio, they need to make My, sure yeah, your fear yeah. on threat. <laughs> How many people over there are good at shooters because, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But like for me, I just think about it that way. It's like, yeah, sure. I mean, some of these some of these companies have credit card information and things like that because I, I make um, microtransactions and stuff through them. So, yeah, I mean, there's that stuff. But like I, I just to me, it almost feels like we're focusing these things just to make life hard between these two countries and create a tension. Like it really feels like I'm mad at you, and and because of that, you have this thing over here that's successful, and I don't want you to have it over here anymore. Like that's what it feels like to me. I know there's underlying data and stuff like that, but I deal with data every day in my life, and I also know, and I hate to break it to you all, that all your data is everywhere already. Like we could sever these programs. Guess what? China still has your data. Russia still has your data. Everybody still has your data. It's out there. So uh, to me, it just feels personal. It feels like it feels like two two bullies fighting each other. And then there's a bunch of us just kind of like, you know, in the crosshairs, just just being affected by it. And it's annoying the hell out of me. So mom and dad are fighting again. Yeah, it's just it's just it's sad. So we'll see what happens. We'll stay up on this topic as more information rolls out. We'll uh, we'll give you updates on it. But it did. Uh, it, the letters have been sent out, and they are being reviewed by all the all parties involved. So, all right, that's our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit GameZillaMedia.com for all the videos, all the podcasts, all the all the information and content that we make here on GameZilla Media, and again, all of the amazing shows that are part of the GameZilla Media network. And if you want to keep these conversations going. Then join the Discord. If you're not part of the Discord, you can join the Discord um, right by going going to gameslomedia.com, clicking on that community tab, and clicking join. And if you're here live on twitch.tv slash gameslomedia, the link is already in the chat. Just click on it. Uh, let's do a quick uh, gaming moment of the week. We'll go with, uh, we'll start with Miggy. Miggy, what do you got? Oh, man. How dare you put me first? I was gonna build off of yours, but um... I could. If you want to do that, I'll do that. I, I just realized I kind of <laughs> set you up in a bad spot. We could, we could totally do. I understand. I understand. So we'll start with Dead Eye. How about that? We'll let Dead Eye get his stuff out of the way, and then we'll combine ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started playing Luigi's Mansion Three. 
It's Ooh. fun. That's my cool. game of the week. I did very little gaming this week. Isn't Gooigi amazing? Haven't made it that far yet. I'm I'm literally in the first hour. Oh, we'll fix that. Get there tonight. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll probably play a little more tonight before I go to bed. Okay. Mario. Oh, uh, gaming moment of the week. Uh, my game, my streaming channel, Grim the Dino, broke two thousand follows. Yeah. Thousand followers. We reached that goal. Um, in in, like right right with. A good friend of mine, Snow Foxy TV. So what we did was we decided, hey, let's have a like celebration stream on Saturday, uh, where we both join on to Twitch Sings, and we uh, just have some fun doing karaoke. And so the 2K celebration was set for Saturday. We got up, we started having fun, and um, singing songs. People were requesting songs. It was just it was such a fun party, and the whole community was there. And I appreciate everybody. Such a good time. Um, before I let Mickey talk about his game, <laughs> I will say the surprise announcement at the end of the stream was uh, was the you know the cherry on top of the whole thing. Um, a good friend of mine that I've met here through streaming that does some amazing stuff, uh, Sergeant Dexter Griff, is a really really cool guy. But he also owns a um, esports team in Seven Esports International. They are a Rocket League. Uh, primarily a Rocket League esports organization, and I've always talked to him about collaborating with this with this group to you know just to have some fun and figure out some content to make. And so he came on the stream into the chat to announce that the uh, something he's been working on but couldn't tell me about it. He, uh, N7 has launched their content creator team, and I was invited to be the first member to join the esports organization as a content creator. So I am now officially part of N7 Esports International. Uh, there's a lot of things that that means that I can't, I, I don't want to publicly talk about yet, but I will tell you, I'll keep you guys updated through the Grim the Dino channel once I'm clear to do so. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but there's some really cool stuff that's going on. Um, they have 15 Rocket League teams that, from Pro Rocket League Circuit to Collegiate and even uh, building up some Academy stuff too. Uh, they do dabble into World of Tanks and they even are in professional chess as well. So uh, yeah, there's some really cool stuff. And this was a this was like a dream come true for me as far as a, a bucket list type thing is uh, I've always thought about well, how cool it would be to be part of an organization, uh, esports organization, and the opportunity is here now. Um, it's only been a, it's only been a couple days, but I can tell you already been talking with the team, man, the, the management team, and um, I feel really confident about this. It, it looks it looks really cool. It's, I think we're going to be able to do some really fun stuff here with uh, with N Seven. So, um, but that all happened while we were doing karaoke, and I believe somebody may or may not have joined us. Maybe what's your gaming moment of the week? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh. I kind of stayed up a little late Friday uh, uh, with with the boy uh, EA Spudge, aka Plymobile Report. But um, uh, when I woke up, I saw Grim was live, and uh, you know, just tuned in and heard him and uh, Snow Foxy uh, doing some karaoke. So I, I quickly downloaded it and uh, you know uh, asked if I could join in, and uh, it was fun. We joined in, sang, sang a few songs. Uh, Snow Foxy can she can blow? She a uh, man? She's amazing, amazing. She'll never admit it, but she's a rock star. 
Yeah, I jumped into her chat when she was singing and her chat was yelling at us like, let her sing. She could let her sing. I'm like, hey, she can do it. She, she's great. But um, no, had a lot of fun. Belted out some Disney tunes, some old school, a uh, little bit of Michael Buble, you know, a few few other uh, tunes. It was it was fun. Looking forward to do it again before the end of the year, um, because unfortunately it's going away um, January 1st of next year. But um. But uh, most, most most importantly, I got to game for the first time with um, with my favorite Canadian, uh, uh, frustrated Canadian. Um, we had a lot of fun playing some, uh, and I always forget the name of it, it was Spellbreak. Oh, uh, you know, getting some dubs in there. We had Meat Shield join in with us. So um, that was a lot of fun. It's been a while since I talked to him. Um, so yeah, yeah, hopefully get some more sessions in, maybe get some League in, and uh, yeah. Have some more the fun. Good news, yeah, I mean the the good news with Frustrate Canadian, and I'm sure you you might be aware of this, but he is making his return to yes. streaming. Yes. So he'll be streaming again. Yeah. Very very uh, very exciting, very exciting. So, um, I will say that in the in the um, Twitch chat, I see um, gaming moment of the week, player one singy just killing it on Saturday. <laughs> Super Lars dropping that dropping that uh, comment there for you. I appreciate Super Lars. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, it's been it's been a crazy week. I mean, we broken broke two thousand follows. Uh, the 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 N seven esports international news and and just uh, you know having a lot of fun with karaoke and then game you know doing my normal gaming stuff. So. Um, those are our gaming moments of the week. We always want to hear your gaming moments of the week. So uh, make sure you join that Discord. Tell us what uh, which highlights you have and what's going on. And you know we'll we'll uh, we'll share our, our next moments next week and see what happens as we get closer and closer to these new systems coming out. I'm sure there'll be more and more excitement building around those that'll be uh, highlighted in our gaming moments. So um, with that being said, I think we're pretty much wrapping up the show. Deadite, would you like to tell everybody all the great content that uh, they can catch here on this network? Yeah. Head on over to GameZillaMedia.com and uh, give a listen to the other podcasts that are produced uh, as part of GameZilla Media. That includes Legend of Retro, our retro gaming podcast, Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast, Noobs and Dragons, our tabletop Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and Last Action podcast all things action movies. So all great shows. You'll have a good time listening to them. I can promise you that. And they're available all the places you listen to the GameZilla podcast and, of course, GameZillaMedia.com. Thank you for watching us tonight on Twitch. We appreciate it. But if you missed, of course, you can get the, the VOD. And also we're available on YouTube. So just search GameZilla Media on YouTube. Yep. And then uh, lastly, again, thank you to all of our patrons for uh, supporting this network. We couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, one more shout out for our most recent patron, Todd. We really appreciate you joining. And um, if you want to get a shout out and you're not a patron yet, like like that I said in the beginning, $1 gets you in, gets you some great content. $5 is that sweet spot and gets you all the content. But um that is how we keep this show rolling. It's how we keep all the network up and afloat. So all of your contributions help us out so much, and we appreciate the support. All right. That about wraps it up for episode 328 of the GameZilla podcast. Thank you so much. And remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. Game on.